staff room. Hello and welcome to the staff room podcast brought to you by the Institute for Education at Barspar University. I'm Professor Kate Reynolds, Dean of Barspar Institute for Education. This episode we're catching up with PGC students Grace, Ian, Raluca and Lisa and Teach First participants Matt, Alex and Zach to reflect on their first term teaching and talk about the unique experiences, challenges and successes they've had. They also think back to before they started, things they'd wish they'd known and what they were nervous about. My name is Matthew Davis. I teach secondary maths in a school in South Bristol. I've enjoyed uh, the first term. Generally, it's been it's been a good experience. There's been lots going on with training and um, the teach first assignment alongside the lessons. But uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed getting into the classroom and yeah, building relationships with my students. Probably the main difference to what I was expecting was the amount of things that you have to do outside of the classroom. There's a lot of things within schools, so meetings and various uh, other bits of admin that you have to do, which I guess you're not really prepared for. And it does vary a lot between schools, talking to other participants. I am Grace Connors and I'm doing a primary PGCE. I think the initial few weeks when we were just at uni, the major difference was that I assumed there would be a lot more subject knowledge taught, and instead there was a lot more of a focus on how to teach, which probably is a lot more useful in the long run, but at the time was a bit of a, a culture shock. And then going into the schools later, I initially sort of struggled to find sort of my place, especially in the classroom, because I, was like, I wasn't quite a teaching assistant, but then I wasn't quite a teacher, but you know, over time it kind of <laughs> developed more naturally. I struggle a lot with behaviour management. I've got quite first season standard six. I've got quite a tricky class, so I think that one is something I'm, I'm working on. It. And there's always one of the things I'm, like, I'm always going to be working on it. That's the one, is getting that sort of continuous expectation. And also the assessment standard, which I think is five. I also find that one tricky just because it's very, very hard to, especially doing the summative assessment when you're not in charge of the whole class. I felt like that's something that I won't be able to do properly until I'm an NGC. But at the same time, I found the teaching standards three and four, the kind of subject knowledge and the sort of lesson teaching ones, they seemed a lot more sort of natural to me. They seemed a lot easier. I think get that work-life balance going right at the start because I think I didn't. And I think most people just are like, get all that work done, first of all, but otherwise you'll never get that balance back and you need it, especially when you get to the sort of midway point. My name's Alex Edwards. I'm 2018 Teach First participant teaching English in secondary in the Forest of Dean. I've really enjoyed it. It's been challenging, obviously, but I came from a job where I was sat behind a desk for 10 hours a day. So it's a hugely dramatic difference, but it's amazing. I can actually say for the first time in my life that I love my job, but I'm learning every day. So it is absolutely exhausting physically as well because you're standing up all the time 
but mentally as well because you're learning constantly and you're always on show so you're constantly having to explain and justify and kids are not the easiest audience they tend to pick holes in things you say and tell you if, if they think you've not pronounced something correctly or they're not shy about telling you if they don't think it's fair if you've given them a verbal reminder and stuff like that. So you have to always be on the ball and ready to kind of deal with behavioural issues, particularly in the area that I'm in as well. So it can be really, really challenging, especially, so for a bit of context, the school that I'm in at the moment has had really bad behavioural issues in the past, but they have recently implemented a new behaviour system that's gone in this year. So I joined when it was being implemented, which was really nice, because it meant that I was learning how to use it along with all the other teachers as well. But this is really my first time dealing with children um, rather than adults. So learning how to manage quite volatile people has been a real learning curve. And some days it can be really upsetting because you get a real insight into what they're going through at home and outside of school and other days there's a huge feeling of success when you know that you've had a positive effect on somebody so although I knew that there would be ups and downs going into it I think I hadn't I wasn't actually prepared for how big the ups and downs could be but it is really nice to have that it balances out you do have a kind of equilibrium because although there are lows the highs can be huge and even something as small as one of my year sevens told me that she tells me about issues at school before she tells her mum about them and I said you know but you are telling your mum aren't you and she was like oh yeah no I tell her but usually after I've spoken to you and but just knowing that you're in that position of trust and that you've kind of built that relationship where the kids feel like they can utilise that in, in a good way. It's a really nice feeling, knowing that you're having that positive impact and actually it's not just about the teaching, helping or being that positive influence in children's lives when they may not get that elsewhere. The first term of teaching has been a huge learning curve. Like, I cannot put into words how massive the learning curve has been but the nature of Teach First is that you're thrown in the deep end and you have to learn. It's sink or swim, but you can do it. I think you can, you just have to. It's, it's almost like survival instinct. It has been great overall. <laughs> I think the main thing that I was nervous about before I started was I didn't understand why the kids would listen to me. I kind of went in thinking half of these kids are, and I'm tall, but half of them are taller than me, the boys especially. Some of them are like twice my size. I kind of look at them and automatically think, these are like full-grown men. If they want to leave the classroom, how am I going to stop them? Why would they listen to me? But I think that that was something that I didn't need to be nervous about because actually it turns out if you go into a school and you're not wearing a school uniform, you're kind of automatically in, in a position of authority and they do, for the most part, they listen to you and they respect that. And I think that kind of going hand in hand with that was that idea of standing up in front of a class and being confident enough to say, this is what we're doing today, rather than you almost feel naturally inclined to be like, what do you guys want to do before you start? Because you don't want to be wrong. I guess you want them to like you as well, which is part of it. You know what's right and wrong, but there's a difference between thinking they shouldn't be doing that and then actually saying to them, you should not be doing that. So I think I was nervous about that kind of, I don't know, developing that and having the confidence to interact with students 
I was just nervous that they wouldn't want to listen to me because I kind of thought, why would they? I'm going into this knowing nothing. I mean, I know about my subject, but I don't know about teaching necessarily, aside from what we've done at SI over the summer. Would I, would I listen to me if I knew that I had no experience teaching? Um, they don't know that. I haven't told any of them that, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was just that anxiety around would they respect me and would they want to listen to me and it turns out that they do it's almost like an inherent thing where they just automatically if you're if you're an adult they do have some respect for you whether it's a little or a lot so I don't think I did need to be nervous about it My name's Ian, I'm a PGCE student. I'm doing the primary and early years, 5 to 11 route. I'm a mature student and I think the thing that I was most nervous about was actually coming back to university after 20 years away. There was a bit of nervousness about being surrounded by all the bright young 20-somethings who know how everything works now and so on and so on. I was just a bit, ooh, when I was at university we didn't have mobile phones and the internet was in its infancy. But actually, being in the university environment has gone a lot better than I expected it to. And there's plenty of help and support from either other students or the university itself. The highlight for me was actually in the first week in teaching practice, there was a boy in the class on the autistic spectrum, and he really struggled with PE. And whilst the rest of the class were doing PE, I took him to one side, and we just played... It sounds like playing catch, but it was even more basic than that. But we did that for an hour, and at the end he came up to me and he gave me a big high five and said, that was a great lesson, sir. Can we play that game again? And just making that connection with a child who struggles to make connections was probably the best part of Term 1. My name is Raluca. Uh, I'm doing my PGC in languages, French and Spanish. I've been very, very excited to start. There were a lot of things different to how I'd imagine it. There's a lot of work and it's more complicated than I thought. The time management is quite a problem for me still after my first placement. Now for the second placement I will be more serious and get a schedule done beforehand. I was quite surprised to see that in schools here the, the pupils are well supported and the teachers uh, work together more than in my previous country where I have been prepared to be a teacher fall um, so this is a good part about what is different i hope i will have a better vision for my second placement and my first um, teaching job for next year also thing that i wanted to know before i start my training was probably the amount of time i have to dedicate to this um, pgc year i knew that it would be very busy, a very, very busy year, but I didn't imagine that it would be so much because I have to travel from Bristol, so it's quite a long distance. There were some things that I was nervous about beforehand. Um, obviously, 
the very first thing was my my English. Um, I was scared that the pupils will mock my accent because I still have a very strong accent from East Europe. I felt like I, w I would not be supported enough by the teaching staff, but I actually received a lot of support. They didn't look at me as a foreign national. They, they just treated me equally and I appreciated this. Also, like my other colleagues, I was nervous about how well I will fit in the secondary education, how well I will be able to build relationships with relationship with um, with the pupils, and how much I will get along with the um, English curriculum actually uh, for languages in this country. Uh, but now I am confident about me being a good teacher in this country. I'm not nervous about it anymore. And definitely I'm not nervous about my English because I improved a lot. Uh, I still need to improve, but I don't consider it uh, a problem at all. My name's Lisa, I teach secondary. I'm in the MFL course. I loved it, to be honest. There was a lot of new things and it was a real experience and adventure. And I just found that I learned so much and I progressed so much from like the beginning to the end of the term. Um, I was just, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Yes, so in the first term you are supposed to teach 10 hours per week. And I remember after the first class, I was so exhausted. and <laughs> I was like, I have no idea how I should ever manage more than one hour a week. But they built it up gradually and it worked out well and then... Before I knew it, I was doing 10 hours and it was fine. Um, and I felt like there was capacity for more, so thanks to the mentor, really. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm a Teach First, first year participant teaching maths in the Forest of Dean. I think I was particularly nervous about the idea of presenting day in, day out, sort of lesson after lesson, presenting in general sort of going for a uni and just in general situations it's always a big build up to public speaking and then there was this sort of because you're doing that on a day to day basis you know what you're getting into but it's still sort of it, it still seems like a big thing in your head because you pair a lot to normally speak in public and actually it just becomes it's your job now but actually it becomes second nature in a way you're doing it so often repeatedly it's amazing how and you all amaze yourself how quickly it does become second nature and that you find yourself just in the swing of things and actually enjoying it I thought that my interactions with the kids would be slightly different. I mean, I had this like, ideal of a bit of dead poet society, really, in terms of everyone's like Robin Williams and, it, you know, it's that sort of interaction. But actually, what the kids really want is someone that leaves the classroom and uh, that they can respect and that they know what to expect from it. The same as, you know, you want to have a relationship, a transparent relationship with the kids, that, um, you know, you know what to expect from them, that they're going to put their all into the lesson. Actually, they want the same from you, someone who's going to try their best to help them succeed and just set really clear guidelines and boundaries and that actually leads to good relationships uh, naturally. You don't need to try to be their friend and you don't need to make an effort to be something more than their teacher. Actually all they want is someone who uh, creates a safe, safe learning environment and uh, everything else just seems to follow after that. I think the most difficult thing, especially something like maths, you can do it yourself but actually explaining it to other people certain topics as well that you just innately understand that's the real difficulty and I think of my year 10 lesson quadratic equations algebra and it was painful at times and it 
it's taken a lot of trial and error to find something that resonates with them, improve my explanations, and just in general improve my pedagogy, so the way in which I teach something and the way in which I deliver. And it's taken me a long time, full term, but I've, with a lot of research and then putting that research into practice, I've come out with some pedagogy, with some teaching that I think I'll take through throughout the rest of my career. And it's really exciting to see sort of those big wins early on that I can then see taking myself through my career. So, you know, really developing as a teacher even, even this early on. And finally, what thoughts or advice would you give to anyone wanting to train to teach? The main thing, I really enjoyed the times that I've had to get into other people's classrooms, be that at other schools, in different phases and different subjects. So if you're looking at going into teaching, I would definitely recommend getting out and about as much as possible, getting into other people's classrooms and really finding out as much as you can before you make a start. I'd say make sure you are very passionate about doing it because it's such hard work, but it's going to be really good. Just make sure you ask for help if you need it. If you think that teaching is a career for you, then go for it. But don't be under any illusions about long holidays or short working days or anything like that. You will soon see in your teaching practice actually how hard the teachers do work. But if, having seen that, you still think it's the career for you, then go for it. The first thing is to be open and to ask questions and to learn as much as you can. Um, I think it's a year of trial and error. So rather than thinking you know stuff, just assume you don't know anything. Even if you might do, um, a lot of your preconceptions will be challenged. And I think it's really about learning, being open, growing. That's sort of the big advice. And then on the other hand, the more practical advice would be to start early with the assignments because they tend to pile up a little bit towards the end. Um, so that would be my two things. As soon as the assignments are out, get get onto it, start reading, start writing out ideas, and then you'll be fine managing the workload. One advice, I think the strongest one that I, I can think about, if someone is not passionate enough and is not dedicated, do not do it. <laughs> you need to be clear, you need to have that confidence if you want to be a teacher. It's um, a very beautiful career, but if you're not made for it, you can't do it. It's not like a normal course at the university where you go and you can go through it and it's done. And No, you, you need to be 100% for it. You need to dedicate your time and to be passionate for your, for your pupils and for the school. Take the good with the bad. Realise that actually it is a roller coaster, but that's the best thing about it because you can have a bad day or a bad lesson but then you're straight back into either the next lesson or the next day and it's a completely fresh state. If you if you had a bad lesson, uh, the pupils don't remember, everyone has a short memory and that's great because you get a chance to actually rectify straight away and that means that there are lots of small wins which keeps you going actually and each day there's something to make you smile so just focus on the positives and it's easy to really enjoy it when you do that. Anyone going into teaching should know that it is a lot of work. When I was in school, we were all under this impression that teachers had a really easy ride and that they finish at 3.15 and then they, oh, they have all these holidays and the weekends off. And it's not like that. So I think that anyone thinking about going into it should be prepared to work hard and spend a lot of time 
preparing and planning and I think you also have to be okay with feeling let down because there's there is an element to it where you put in all this time and all this effort and you so badly want them to do well and then they throw it in your face sometimes and it's about having the resilience to deal with that and thinking okay well next lesson's a fresh lesson new start clean slate will start from the beginning again and pretend it's never happened and try and keep building those relationships. And I think since I've been doing this, my parents have said to me, oh, we've got you know, a newfound respect for teachers. We have no idea what teachers have to do on a daily basis and everything you have to deal with. And I think that teaching makes you thicker skinned, but I think you have to have a thick skin to begin with to a degree. You never know what somebody's been going through outside of school and that impacts so heavily on their behaviour in school that you just have to develop that thick skin and think actually it's not about me but what can I do to make their life easier in the school um, or to make the work more accessible because that may also be another reason for their frustration. I would highly recommend going into teaching. I think that like I said coming from a job where I've sat behind a desk for 10 hours a day it's amazing to be up and about and constantly thinking, constantly learning. You are always on your feet, which means you get loads of steps in in a day, which is great. <laughs> Any, it's an added bonus. But you're also always engaging and you're always, you're always teaching. So even if you're not teaching a lesson, any interaction that you have with a child, they are undoubtedly learning something from you, whether it's just how to have an adult conversation or you might subconsciously use a word that that is unknown to them and then in that conversation you explain it to them just anything you're a positive adult influence in their life which is a is a huge role to play and it's really really satisfying so as long as you're okay with hard work and occasionally being insulted but knowing you know make yourself aware that it's not actually about you probably <laughs> um then yeah i would i would definitely recommend it it there is like i said the there are lows, but the highs are so high that it's absolutely worth any of the lows. Huge thanks again to Matt, Grace, Ian, Lisa, Raluca, Zach and Alex. If you've enjoyed this or any of our previous episodes, please subscribe to The Staff Room via iTunes or SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at barspar underscore IFE. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at ife at See you next time. The Staff Room is brought to you by the Institute for Education at Bath Spa University. It is presented by Dr. Kate Reynolds. We know a lot about education at the IFE. We've been educating students, teachers, and other education professionals since the 1940s. As educationalists, we work in the classroom and other settings across the world, providing the highest quality teaching and research with over 600 partners, including schools, colleges, early year settings, and anywhere where learning takes place. Over 600 undergraduates study with us each year alongside over 500 student teachers and an increasing number of post-grad students, all committed to building created, connected education communities focused on bringing theory and research to quality education practice. For more info, visit www.bathspa.ac.uk forward slash schools forward slash education or catch us on Twitter at bathspa underscore IFE. And remember, be creative, educate.